Welcome, everybody. Glad you're here. Uh, this is the cooking and coaching skills. And we are, um, we have a special presentation for you to help with the outreach that you have when you're doing uh, health programs, Unlock Revelation. Were you asked to have refreshments at your Unlock Revelation? Yes. We heard that a lot of people were asked to do that, and there were, there were some challenges that people were uh, having in knowing how to make all this happen. So we have asked Madeline Hamlin. Hamlin Madeline, would you come up here with me? Um, uh, she did. Uh, she was in charge with another lady to do the, the to do the refreshment table, and we were very very impressed with what she and her friend did. And asked her if she would come and share with us what. Um, come if you'll step right over here, so you're out of the. Like there, uh, if she would share with us some of the secrets and um, and doing the presentations, I also need to get the mic for you. This is a flashlight, and it won't work. <laughs> it does look like a microphone. Okay, so Madeline, where is it that you live? Where do you live? I live in Brooklyn, Michigan, and we go to the Jackson Church. This is okay, thing. it's not working. Like you're going to swallow it. Okay. I live <laughs> this in... is the recorder, so. Oh. Okay. So where do you live? I live in Brooklyn, Michigan, and go to the Jackson Church. Okay. And you have been a part of sharing, um, like, cooking seminars and health programs in your community? Yes, for about 10 years. Uh-huh. And she has, a, she has quite the art of bringing the right people together to put together a very beautiful display and beautiful programs um, to present a very wonderful health message. So tell us what you have on the table today. What I have on the table today is just something very, very simple. Our pastor gave us a budget of $1,000. That sounds like a lot of money. But he assigned us to make refreshments every night. And I nearly choked because I thought, my goodness, how am I going to do that? Uh, anyway, we just took items from our kitchen. We have a potluck room, and we have a lady who changes the tables every other month. And so we just took items right out of that. We didn't spend any money for decorations. And Janet Allen and I got together, and we de developed a very simple simple menu for 30 nights. We wanted to go inexpensive, 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 and easy, easy, easy. We did not want... But very beautiful. Well, I don't know if it's all that beautiful. It's very but, beautiful. <laughs> but we did not want to use utensils at all. We didn't want to have people, you know, using knives, forks, and spoons. So everything was finger foods. Everything was smaller portions because we had Vicky critiquing everything. <laughs> And she so <laughs> we made sure that everything was very healthy, and we did buy some things, like we bought that um, Skinny Pop. People love the popcorn, and we bought packaged nuts and things like that, so we were okay. able to stay within our budget. So everyone got a handout. You have a handout of this, these winsome recipes. And so on the table every night, what did you have? Oh, every night. Okay, now I was... I didn't answer your question, did I? Well, yes. <laughs> okay, every night we had a fruit bowl, a fresh fruit bowl. People could have... Whole fruit. Whole fruit, yes. No, no, just like you see there. We had apples, oranges, those little tiny tangerines. We had grapes and bananas, and people loved the bananas. That was the thing they always wanted more than anything else. We always had a tea of the day, and I'm sorry I forgot my teapot to bring to you, but we got one of those vacuum pump teas where we made it ahead of time and people could just, you know, pump out their own tea. Then we had water and we had bottled water. We had infused water. What is infused water? Well, it's a water where you put something in the water to make it have a little bit of a flavor. So today we have mint in there from my garden. So and the people love the mint, but we'll, you'll see tomorrow we'll have something else like we have lemons, limes, strawberries, blueberries. You all know how to do that. Cool. And then we had um, tea bags. If they wanted tea, they could make their own tea. 
That's what we had every night. Okay. And then each night you had a featured item. Yeah. And so on the handout, there is a 1 through 24 that names what the item was for that particular night. Right. And we used uh, Vicki's oat burger recipe because she said her son Anthony loves those. They're, they're really wonderful. Um, I'm not a real fan of homemade burgers, but this burger is delicious. And you served it. We served on. it on a wheat bun, like a slider bun. And that would be like a whole wheat roll. Yes, with veginets, lettuce, and tomato. So like a mini sandwich. Mini sandwich. Another favorite was garbanzo spread. The men loved that. Mm -hmm. Okay, and you would also serve those on just small, small uh, dinner, rolls, dinner rolls. And some people call them sliders. Right. Okay. Okay, so, and, and you would buy the popcorn that was already popped. And yes. sometimes you would get things from Gordon's, like hummus. Yes, we had hummus and pita chips one night. And sometimes we would duplicate what we'd had the week before. We just couldn't come up with really 30 different things. So we would have, like, two nights we had granola, and I think two nights we had the trail mix. We had hummus a couple times. Okay, and so you included some of the recipes that you enjoyed there? Yes. And tonight you made cookies. What were those, what are they called? Janet Allen made the cookies. Those are Vicki Griffin's cookie recipe. Oh, that is, it's in your cookbook. I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> but I have to say Cherry one thing. cookie. I have to just say one thing. The thing that made this amazing, we had a health talk and then like a five-minute refreshment break and then the unlock revelation. And having this little five-minute social time was amazing. And having it where we didn't have silverware, everything was individually apportioned out. So the little cookies were in little wraps with a pretty ribbon. You just go, you pick up that little thing and put it on your plate. So it was very fast, but it really fostered visiting. People really enjoyed it. Nobody took huge amounts because we weren't serving out of big serving bowls. So that was a very, very special. And if they did have fruit, like a berry cup, the um, the cutlery was a toothpick, which is really nice. It was in a little cup with a toothpick. So everything's simple, 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 but beautiful, and it really told about our creative God. Um, any tips that you would give to these people when they're doing a table like this? Use what you have, and if you don't have a lot of money, ask people for donations. I, we received a donation and I don't know how much it was, but our pastor told us that somebody donated money for us. So it cost about $33 a day to serve 60 people. That's pretty and good. So you just need to go to Sam's, look around, get a healthy cookbook, make sure that you're doing everything that's healthy and not serving huge portions. Drinks will satisfy a lot. I mean, water and tea. People come sometimes right from work, so they are a little bit hungry many times. But a, a hot tea will fill them up sometimes with just a little snack. Does this sound like something helpful for you? Yes. There's a question. Did you do it just before the seminar? We did part of the time. The way in Jackson, yes. they did a Vicky did a health talk. Then they had a break, and they had the refreshments, and then they had the evangelistic series. When we first started, though, we did it at the beginning. But then the pastor wanted to ming have people mingle, so we did it between Vicky's talk and the pastor's talk. We don't encourage it at, at late at night at the end of the meeting, and I think that's what many of you were asked to do. So we are going to be talking to the pastors. Okay. People are <laughs> hungry when they come because we are started at seven o'clock, and so there's just something small that will keep them from starving until they can get home. Right, and it's a nice social. Um, thing. Thank you, Madeline. And each night when you come in, please observe. And she has a couple of little trays there to show you a sample of the sliders and um, uh, a couple of other features. And I want you to, sorry, you want me to finish this sentence? <laughs> I, I also want you to notice the box that the granola or the trail mix is. Somebody had a box making machine. Have you ever heard of no. such a thing? What is it called? They did that by hand. But it's a machine that cuts out the little oh, form. I didn't know that. And you can make these amazing boxes. So one night she did actually make popcorn boxes. And you'll notice our waters, they have little wraps around the, uh, the cellophane label. It just makes it beautiful.
beautiful. And, it, and I did that myself. I've never done that before, but I was instructed to do that, and I wrapped it. And so when you pass by tonight, you, I want you to look at those water bottles and see how much nicer they look than just a plain old Aquafin water bottle. <laughs> Mickey. Mickey. When you decide on your menu, to another tip is to make enough to last for the whole six weeks. Make it all at one time. Have one person do it and have several people doing different things and then it doesn't fall on all of you to do it yourself. Mm, very good tips. Okay, thank you so much, Madeline. Yay. Uh, next, uh, we're going to have a devotional with Vicki to start our coaching session. Good afternoon, everyone. Hey, Madeline made all those cookies. She brought all this stuff. She has a display table that she's putting up for us every single day this week. This woman deserved a hotel room, and she got one. Yeah, yeah we're thankful for Madeline. Um, thank you, Evelyn. Let's bow our heads. Lord, we just are so thankful that you are a creative God, that you've given us such a world of beauty and a way to make your message beautiful and to make an experience beautiful. We know, Father in heaven, that people will decide the, the value of an event within 30 to 40 seconds of walking through that door. So we are grateful for everything beautiful that you've done. There's so much ugliness in the world. Thank you that we can create a gracious environment. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, I am so thankful that Evelyn and Joanne are teaching this class, and uh, I'm grateful to be a part of it. I've just been through a coaching experience in Florida, and it was a, an amazing experience. What is coaching? I think that's what the ladies are going to be covering today. Coaching is not uh, like athletic coaching where you're, you know, screaming at people, telling them to do more jumping jacks or anything like that. Coaching is not therapy. Coaching is not being an expert. Uh, have you ever listened to, have you ever been with someone and you were able to just open your heart to them and they were able to nurture you in a positive direction? Have you ever had an experience like that? In our busy, over busy world, isn't that just an island of refreshment? So I want to share with you a quote and I believe it's a principle. I have actually just just burned the eyebrows of people sitting down to give advice as an expert after I've done a presentation. But when you're in the expert role of doing a presentation, you don't singe people's eyebrows when you sit down to speak with them personally and privately. It's a whole different experience, isn't it? And we need to learn how to do that. How many of you want to learn how to have a beautiful conversation that will draw people uh, into a positive God-filled frame of mind. How many of you want to learn to do that better? Oh, absolutely. So this is, this is a, a, I think it's something that, that we've lost over the years. And, and this is our week to sort of regain that visiting ability and to step into the role of a helper. Um, and this is uh, from Our High Calling. In every human being, Jesus discerned infinite possibilities. The coach is a person who believes in you. Jesus went from house to house, and it was his meat and drink to inspire all with whom he came in contact, hope and strength. And what a beautiful commission that is for you and I, because without that, information crushes. And I'm just going to go to Chuck E. Cheese and give it up. That's what information without encouragement and hope. Hope is the heart of health, isn't it? Without hope, where would we be? So uh, he saw men as they might be, transfigured by his grace. In the beauty of holiness, the Lord our God, looking upon them with hope. He inspired hope. Meeting them with confidence, he inspired trust revealing in himself man's true ideal. He awakened for its attainment both desire and faith. So me sitting as an expert giving a pep talk and a list of things to do leaves me worn out and motivated. 
but I need to learn as a coach how to help that person hear the voice of God speaking to them. What is God saying to them? And help them to learn to recognize his voice, encouraging them forward. Does that make sense? The Savior went from house to house, healing the sick, comforting the mourners, soothing the afflicted, speaking peace to the disconsolate. He took the little children in his arms and blessed them and spoke words of hope and comfort to weary mothers. With unfailing tenderness and gentleness, he met every form of human woe and affliction. I like what Evelyn says. She says, everybody has a story. Who of us are willing to hear the story that that person that God has put in your path? Are we willing to be right here, right now, leaving our own cares and burdens at the door and listen to someone's story? It was his meat and drink to bring hope and strength to all with whom he came in contact. God's ministers are to learn Christ's method of laboring. Amen? Is that your decision? Is that why you're here today? That is our goal this week. Thank you. That was Acts of the Apostles, page 364 and 365. Thank you, Vicki. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for the gathering that we have here today. I pray that you would open our eyes to how we can truly love and truly listen and help move people from where they are to where you want them to be. Thank you for this opportunity. Thank you for the Holy Spirit that will teach us during this hour. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Joanne Rocker is, uh, and I are working on this with together. And um, how many of you know Joanne? Okay, many of you. She is an expert in crock-pot cooking. Did you know that? <laughs> we but just... I haven't used the humidifier trick. Yeah, I was just going to ask, Did Dr. DeRose just told us to put a crock-pot full of water into our bedrooms uh, to, as a humidifier in the winter, and it helps to uh, keep the, uh, the respiratory system, the mucus linings, nice and moist. So maybe you need to add that to your book. I know. So I'm going to step over here. But she has a great little book. This is a small book, but it is full of gems. Of these, you may freely eat. And then uh, fast cooking and a slow cooker. So she's, uh, she's helped us out on, uh, in many ways. But uh, she decided to become a coach. And um, would you tell us just a little bit about why you decided you wanted to be a coach? Well, um, I'm just so excited to be here today. It was actually uh, five years ago, five years ago when we had Lily Tryon have, the, have a session of coaching every day. Was anybody else here? I know. Okay. Yeah. At least a couple people were here. And... When I went through that program, I knew, I knew that there was something there that I really wanted more of. I could see the missing piece. I've been teaching cooking classes for about 40 years, and I, and I know that it's been helpful to people. I mean, I know that it has because people have talked to me, but I know that also the majority have come and have you know, thought, well, I need to do that. I want to do that. I should do that. I have to do that. <laughs> my doctor says, you know, all of those things, but would go home and just, you know, it just didn't happen. And, and so there was more to it. I, would, I knew there was more to it. And then when I went to Lily's classes, I thought, oh, that's what I'm looking for. And, and I just, Dr. DeRose talked about social connectedness, social connectedness, how that women, uh, their likelihood of breast cancer was less with social connectedness. And that's really what coaching is. Mm -hmm. It's that connecting with people, connecting, um, not just standing up here and talking at you, but you being involved, you know, one-on-one -on -one or in a small group. Mm -hmm. and, that's and in order to do that, we need lots of wisdom, don't we? Mm. And uh, God gave Solomon. We need a lot of tape. Uh, we need a lot of tape. <laughs> tape, too. Um, God gave wisdom uh, to Solomon. He prayed for it. 
And God gave it, and I think that's what our prayer will be, as God will reveal to us uh, more and more wisdom. So what is coaching? What would you say to somebody about coaching? Vicki just shared a little bit about it, but, you know, what, what is coaching anyway? Anyway, it's about, it's about building a relationship with people. It's about people that are wanting to make changes in their lives, and they, they're motivated, they're, you know, they're sold on the idea, but they're struggling. Maybe they're feeling kind of stuck. Yes. And so we are moving people from where they are to where they want to go. Absolutely. Yes, would you pass those out? Yeah. Uh, and uh, Christian coaching is moving people from where they are to where God wants them to be. Mm-hmm. Now, isn't that what we all want? We want to move forward. So it's about moving forward instead of... Yeah, staying the same or going the other back, direction. Yeah, and trying to solve what's, what's in the past. Yeah. It's more moving forward. It's future thinking. It is, it is. That's and, the way Jesus really did it. You know, he talked about what we could have, what we could become. And, and that's really what we want to do for each other. It's a very supportive. It's a very... Um, brain-boosting way of thinking. A brain-boosting way of thinking. It's not so much about solving problems. It's about moving forward and finding people's full potential to help them to move forward. And um, uh, in uh, the third angel's message is about complete restoration Mm -hmm. of representing or, or, or being more like Jesus. And that's where we want to go, isn't it? Amen. That's where we want to go. So uh, coaching, tell us about the relationship in coaching, the supportive relationship. Well, um, you know, you say that, it just makes me think of an example of, uh, we have a, in, uh, I have a small group going, and we meet once a week, and I think about Rita, and uh, she um, has been, she has a very severe case of diabetes. She's been wanting to lose weight. She's had some surgeries and just really struggled. From, she was over like 350 pounds at one point. And so she, she knew what she needed to do, but she was having such a hard time doing it. And so we had one little conversation. She had, told, she had said to our group one time um, that she uses Insure, you know, a nutritional drink, which is fine. It comes for, in a can. Comes in a can or a little bottle, hers was in a plastic bottle, but, um, and she said, you know, I use that, and she says, and I'm good with that, I think that I need that, and I didn't, and I really didn't think she probably did. And, and I, as a dietitian, I kind of cringe at that. Yeah, uh-huh. and, and, um, and we really want to go, no, no, no. and so and so and I bit my tongue and I was so proud of myself for doing that (laughs) and but I prayed about it I prayed for her because I really felt like that was um you know getting in her way of of improvement she she was losing weight and she was improving and and her neuropathy was getting a little bit better but not not too much and so there was a better way yeah and so she texted me and said, what do you think about my insured? Do you think I should be drinking that? And I, I thought, wow. Oh, this is what I was waiting for. And I thought, mm. And so I, I said. Put on the coaching hat. I did. I put on my coaching hat and I said, well, that's a very interesting question. I'd love to hear more about what you're thinking. <gasps> you believe I did that? <laughs> so this is something you can use in many conversations when you really want to tell people yeah. what to do. Yeah, it's really it about work. listening. Yeah, and so and so anyway. Um, then the next night we got together, and she brought a she brought her container of insurance. She says she put it on the table, and she says, "I've already decided." I mean, we didn't even get to talk about it. She said, "I've already decided. I'm giving my case of insure away." I said, well, why did you decide to do that? And so anyway, it, was, it, it made me feel good that I could actually believe in her, that, you know, that she could make that decision, and also that uh, you know, gave her confidence. Does this have a hello? Does no, this, this doesn't have a hello. Oh, sorry. Okay. Oftentimes in these settings, you've already done the health series. 
you've already done the programming. You've already done the educational piece. So often that's where this picks up. Yeah, yeah, good point. So she's in a class mm -hmm. with you, yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there, there are principles that we want to teach, but when we're sitting on that one-on-one, -on -one, we, we have the, the, the coaching has a mindset that we are part of, um, we are not the only link in the chain. Mm -hmm. God has worked with his people up to this point. We are a part of that, and he is continuing. We are not, uh, we are not the ones to get success for them reaching a goal. We are not the ones that, are, that take the blame for failure. Mm -hmm. We are the coaches along the way. We are the listeners. Mm -hmm. And people have experience in their lives that will help them to make decisions. But the truth is we believe what we hear ourselves say. So our goal is to help the other person realize, understand, and verbalize where their next step is. To break it down into um, reasonable, understandable goals so that they can actually be reached. Yes, you know, and, and Evelyn, it reminds me of, um, reminds me of what, People think, you know, when they when they want to, when they're thinking about making changes, and and they think that this is what successful change is. You know, they make a decision, and and I know that this is what I was thinking at one point in my life that you know we make a decision and then it's going to happen. We just know what we need to do and we and we've got the right steps and we do it, but without any wiggles. <laughs> but this is really what successful change is. Successful change, it's a learning process. You know, it's those ups and downs, and what do we learn about ourselves that way we didn't know before? And so it's, it's really, um, you know, this is the way God does it, too, in our lives, is that he wants to teach us about ourselves and about him, and it's, it's a beautiful thing. I love coaching. It's, it just, to me, it's, it's just a whole beautiful picture about the way God works. Mm -hmm. And how did it impact your life in a personal way? Oh, wow. See, now that was a good question. <laughs> it really, you know, I guess it really connected with me in that, um, again, back to social connectedness. I know that God put people in my life right at the right time. I figured it out one time. I figured out that by the age of when I got to be around 30, I was going to weigh 500 pounds at the rate that I was going. But God put me with people that, that loved me, accepted me, and didn't try to tell me what, you know, to do, but they were good examples of what to do. And, and that was a, a really big help for me. Um, and so I wanted to be able to give back what I had been given. And I loved doing cooking classes. I loved the people that I met. But I could just feel like there was just something more that needed to happen here for me to really be able to give to them. And move to the next level. Yeah. Okay, is there anything else on this? It encourages discovery of self, purpose, strengths. We have a day that we're going to spend on mm. that. And service. When I understand my purpose and, and what God is calling me to do, and then that really um, encourages me for service, prepares me mm -hmm. for service. Mm -hmm. uh, it draws out God-given abilities. And, and I didn't you appreciate Sean's transparency of saying, you know, every time I get up here, I'm nervous kind of a thing. And we are too. We're nervous. <laughs> <laughs> but we do it anyway. Courage is doing things even if there's a little bit of fear and um, hey, whatever. Fear is a friend. Fear is a friend because? I learned years ago that fever was a friend. Yes. And now I know that fear is a friend. In what way? I don't know, but I liked it. Oh, okay. <laughs> So when it's there, embrace it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. What it, coaching is not. Coaching is not being a consultant. No. Because what does a consultant do? They diagnose problems and, describe, and prescribe solutions. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And a coach, it, it helps, the, is, creates an environment where the individual generates their own solutions. 
What's the difference between a mentor? What is a mentor? A mentor tries to, to guide somebody with, with their own experience. I've done it. Mm -hmm. I'm the professional, mm -hmm. and I can help you to mm -hmm. do it right. Mm -hmm. Whereas a coach has the individual set and reach their own personal goals. I watched Evelyn. Um, I Come this to, way. I used to wear myself out giving people lists of things to do when I first started um, in ministry here. And one of these people that was not achieving success in their goals came, and Evelyn happened to be there. This was 15 years ago. And Evelyn sat down with this woman and said, what do you know to do that is not operational in your life right now? And it was eight out of the ten things that I had given her as a to-do list. And that was very uh, insightful for me, that, that there's so much that we know, but when we can hear ourselves say it, and when we can set a reasonable goal with someone else backing us up, what a difference that makes. Thank you. Okay, the difference between an educator. Have we done this one? An educator, we, we are part of the education process, and many of you are health professionals, and you're giving lectures. Let's not quit doing that. We want to continue to give this information, but that's not what a coach does. What does a coach do? We, we help people to um, recognize, well, it's what you call autonomy. When you give somebody autonomy, that means that they know what they need to do. Um, maybe they need some, uh, some suggestions, but mostly we, if we can just help them come up with those ideas, it's giving them um, the respect that we have confidence in them, that they can, they can make this decision of what they need. And I think that is a huge part of being a coach, is to understand this principle, mm -hmm. that everyone has free will. Everyone has a choice to say yes or no. I wish I had a dollar for every wife that came to me and said, how do I change my husband? You know, how do I, how do I get somebody else to do what I want them to do? And I think when I learned that principle in my personal life, it was, a, it was learning God's character helped me embrace that. Because God's character is he gives us a free choice. And sometimes we go in the wrong direction, but does he love us still? Does he continue to woo us back? Mm -hmm. And does he continue to help us grow? And so it's, it's allowing the other person the ability to have to say yes or to say no. Hey, and, I got a way to say it. Okay. Um, people don't really mind changing as much as they hate being told to change. That's right. And you guys, close your, close your ears. But it's like we wives, we want our husbands to think it was their idea, kind of, you know. And when you get, when you ask the right questions, you draw all of this out. And that's the beauty mm. of coaching is by asking the right questions, which is one of the days we're spending on that, is when you ask the right questions, people start to think in a different way and can come up with different solutions on their own, which is really, really powerful. Uh, how about therapy? Are we doing therapy when we uh, coach? <laughs> I'm getting therapy. <laughs> not <dumb. laughs> Nope, I'm not giving therapy, but man, it sure feels like it for me. And it's important to know when we are out of our league, we will come across people who need a therapist, and we are not the therapist. We are a coach. We are a friend. We are a listening ear. We are a person who, who respects the autonomy of the other and has empathy for the other. And, and a lot can be accomplished by just having those types of conversations and also realizing when, it, when you're out of your league and it's time mm -hmm. to help them to find the therapist that they need to continue their growth. Um, seeking the why. What does this mean um, in the coaching setting of the why question? Yeah, I think this is um, one of the areas that um, is probably the probably where we reasons we don't succeed the most when we want to make change because when we say I need to lose weight or I need to start exercising or I need to have worship daily, 
Um, and so we decide, we set, I mean, how many times have you written down how you're going to do it? You know, a list of all these different things that you're going to do, right? But seeking the why, this is the purpose, the motivation, the incentive. When we know why something is really important to us, um, and that has, people have asked me that question since I've gone through this training. They will ask me those why questions. Why are you doing this? Why do you want to blah, blah, blah? And when, and you know, it just sounds so simple, but it, it makes such an impact in my, in my mind. In my, it, and so that's when we need to first really focus on that, really spend some time there. Why is this important to you? Yes, and there are questions, leading questions to help people understand what's the motivation behind it because I've got to see the light. I've got to see the hope that's out there. And so we're, we're, what we're reaching is this, what we call the epiphany, the aha moment. Oh, yes, this is where I can go. This is the hope that I have. And we call it, they call it a generative moment. And that just means you get this light wow. bulbs. Yeah, the light bulbs <laughs> go off and you get, you get, you see the vision and you say, this is where I want to go. And then we create those steps mm -hmm. to go in that direction. Mm -hmm. So having the mindset of a coach, a mindset is what we call a being skill. It's just the way you are. It's to, uh, uh, it's to be calm. And you're not trying to change people. You're allowing an environment for change. Be open to conversation. Yeah, I think that these being skills, we're just going to hit a couple of them, um, but it's... It's how we are with people that's going to make more difference than what we do. And we're going to talk about some very practical skills, how to do really good questions, how to do reflections, listening skills. We're going to talk about those things. Those are the, the doing skills. But if we don't have the being skills, then we can ask all the great questions in the world, but it's not going to be the support that the other person needs. Yeah. Yes. By the way, I have permission to jump up and do this. She does. I, I was told ahead of time I could do this. So have you ever, when someone is talking to you, you're thinking of what you're going to say while they're talking? Am I the only one in the room? Okay, how does it feel when you know it's happening to you? What, is the, what do you feel like when you're trying to be heard and you know that that person is getting their own Rolodex ready for whatever they're going to spit out at you. It, it doesn't feel very good, does it? So that's part of the, you know, leaving your own stuff at the door and really listening. And you have to be non-threatened. You have to be confident in what you believe as a Christian and who you are and that God has appointed you to have this conversation to be able to do that. So during conversation, it is a prayerful time. It's a prayerful time to, as you are listening, that you are opening your communication with God and asking the Holy Spirit to help you to be attentive, to be loving, to be open, to have this, uh, the, uh, giving the person the autonomy or the free will to make those choices. Um, the warmth. You can tell if somebody feels warm toward you or not. And are they out to change me? You know, are they going to, you know, blast me with 10 things to do? Uh, to have quiet body language. So the autonomy is that everybody has a choice. We don't change people. How do people change? God changes people. So growth happens when a person feels like they are in a position uh, where they have a choice. Mm -hmm. Empathy is, a, is an important skill to have. It's a very important being skill. And, and uh, what we're, what we're talking about here, just, just to kind of, um, th this is something that you want to have every time with a person, but there's a little bit of a difference here that what we're, what we're wanting to just kind of shine a light on is that, um, you know, yes, it's understanding, um, showing respect, having compassion. We know those words, but, um, in the next slide, we'll just show, you know, kind of what it is and what it isn't. And so sympathy, is not really empathy in, in the, what we're talking about. Sympathy is quite often where, um, you know, somebody will be, Avalon will be telling me about her, how she stubbed her toe and, and how 
terrible it was and, and oh yeah, Evelyn, oh I know that. That's just I could, let me tell you about when I stubbed my toe. And oh man, you you hear this all the time. Somebody says, you know, I I, I got a cold. Well, I got a worse cold. Yeah. You know, and <laughs> yeah. You know that whatever it is, I can trump that. Yeah. And I'm going into my own experience yes. because of what she said. Yeah. And we just all is, of us do that, don't we? When somebody starts talking about what they've been going through, then you know it triggers. Of course, it does. It triggers an experience in our minds. And if you, you know, I just challenge you, zip it. <laughs> you know, you focus back. You focus back on the feelings of the other person. And they say we have like mirror neurons mm -hmm. that can actually start to mm -hmm. understand how the other person is feeling. Yeah. And it's not just about me yeah. and my feelings. Yeah. So it's not sympathy. It's not pity. Mm -hmm. Oh, you poor baby. Oh, isn't that awful? Yeah. That kind of stuff. Yep. Empathy is mirroring that and we can go back to the other slide having compassion putting yourself in their shoes mm -hmm. and not using your own experience and trying to drum up um, coaching is about being curious about how the other person feels mm -hmm. what's going on in their head so that you can be a reflector of that mm -hmm. so they can better see themselves mm -hmm. and move mm -hmm. forward mm -hmm. it's like it's like shining a light you know, when you're able to make those reflections, when you're able to really stop, you know, not be thinking about yourself, but thinking about them and, and um, just being able to say, wow, you know, this is, it sounds like this is what's happening for you. And, you know, and just being able to put yourself in their place, but not make yourself the subject of the conversation. Okay, so now we're going to do a little demonstration of a coaching model. And uh, we hope it's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we do. I'd like to make one comment. Okay. <laughs> so you can kind of be thinking about what you're doing here. You will find that as you practice, as you go away with some of these thoughts, it improves relationships everywhere. It improves how you communicate with the grocery store person or the family member or a coworker. And it really has taught me how to be more selfless in my conversations with people and also not to try to fix people. That, I, that, that takes their power away from them. God didn't, doesn't do that. So it's really about boundaries. It's about respecting boundaries and improving communication skills everywhere, not just in a health setting where people are asking you to, to help them in their quest to lose 15 pounds or whatever it is. Okay, yes, maybe you can hit the panic button and turn on the lights, so, since we're in that mode right now. <laughs> so what we're going to do is just have a couple minutes here of just showing you just a real simple uh, coaching uh, conversation. And really it's not coaching, it's more how to listen. And so actually, on your handout, you'll see that this is your homework for tonight. <laughs> so listen up. Yeah. And, and, uh, and so basically what you're going to do is you're going to ask somebody um, what was one of their highlights from being at camp meeting, something that they really enjoyed at camp meeting so far. And then you're going to, um, rather than saying, oh, yeah, that reminds me of the class I went to, you know, you're going to just listen to them, and you're going to um, do these reflections with them so that they can feel heard. And when we were standing in line out um, getting lunch today, this is exactly what Joanne did with someone standing there. She asked these questions and did something similar to what we're doing here. Hmm. So, Evelyn, tell me what one of your highlights were at, at camp meetings so far. Well, camp meeting has really been um, a great experience. It's right here. Camp meeting has really been a great experience. I can't tell you specifically about, you know, a speaker and maybe what was said, but I know what the Holy Spirit's been saying to me. It reminded me of when I read in Genesis 12 to be a blessing to other people, mm. you know? Huh? Wow, so, so you, were, you were 
the idea about being a blessing was something that was really resonating with you from the message. Yes, and, um, and, and that God is calling us to do something that's kind of unique for each of our personalities. Mm. Wow, something unique. Tell me more about what you feel like for your personality. Well, you know, it, it always feels like that God's calling me to do something more than I can actually do. Oh, you know, he asked me to do something. I'll go, really? You want me to do that? There's, you, surely there's somebody out there that's better than that. So it's something that you're, you're feeling kind of challenged with and not sure you're going to do it. Well, I always feel like God is just stretching me. Mm. It's just like, you know, the next thing that comes up is like, ah, oh, really? Mm. Why are you calling me to do that? Wow. And, uh, and so what and is that like for you? Sometimes that it just makes me almost tearful. Really? And once, one way, in a sense of, of it's, it's kind of a fearful thing mm. to step out it and say, okay, God. Yeah. But in another, it's like, well, if God's calling me to do it, you know, I got a whole bunch of examples in the Bible and other people that I know mm. that he says, okay. You know, I, I'm really the one that's going to do it. You just got to, you know, put your foot in the water. <laughs> wow, Evelyn, that's fantastic. And oh, um, that's exciting. I can't wait to see how he's going to put you, how you're going to put your foot in the water after this one. <laughs> well, um, and when, I guess when I heard Sean, you know, just say it out, and you know, I'm really afraid to be up here and I'm going to take my shoes off too because that's comfortable. Uh, it, it was an affirmation to me that, it's okay to have shaky feet mm. and to feel like, oh my goodness, we have a coaching seminar and I don't mm. even know anything. Mm. Mm. <laughs> or, you know, you just, you just don't know how God is going to use you and, mm. and just to step forth even wow. when, but, but I know that I can trust God mm. from the, because the way he's led, I look back led. and I yeah. go, you know, he did something, and he got me through that one, and they didn't fire me. Yeah. <laughs> wow, and so it looks like it's really been a life-changing experience for you, just in those just in those messages of how you could be a blessing, just even more of a blessing than what you already are, how God wants to, to grow you and stretch you. Well, it's an affirmation, I guess. Mm, an and affirmation. That's, it seems like in, in the messages I've been hearing, you know, the Holy Spirit... I don't know if they're actually saying it or if just the Holy Spirit is impressing me because it's something that I need right now. But um, that's what's wow. going on. Praise the Lord. Amen. <laughs> now I'm going to cry. <laughs> but when, when somebody listens to you and you can express your heart, mm -hmm. it, it helps you to clarify what's going on inside. Mm -hmm. And she could have asked me, and I could have said, and, and we often just jump in and go, well, you know, I felt this way, and I felt that way. And so that's the difference. Mm -hmm. It's zipping up and actually caring mm -hmm. what the other person's going to say. There's so many times we can jump in and go, well, I, you know, my, we've got all kinds of examples mm -hmm. that we could throw in there. Mm -hmm. and, and, it, and all kinds of advice. You know, and I find myself, even though I've been in this for a lot of years, and I, I was doing coaching before it was called coaching, but still, I find myself leaving a conversation going, you certainly blew that one. <laughs> you know, it was all about, you know, I, I wasn't, I, I didn't have the focus on the other person. And so it's practice. And they say when you do something for 10,000 hours, you become an expert. <laughs> Is that good news or bad news? <laughs> well, when I heard that, I thought, that is great news. Because the more times you do something, the more hours I spend in Bible study, the more hours I do what God is calling me to do, the more it becomes a part of me. And that, to me, is good news. Mm. So it may feel a little awkward at first to go, hmm, mm. tell me more. Tell me more. Mm. Mm. Sounds like, hmm. 
but it feels good it on does. this side. It feels good. And so we're going to have a chance to talk about that in a minute. So what did you notice about the conversation? What did you notice? Yes. She never took her eyes off of me. Mm. I Anything? never do. <laughs> <laughs> yes. She mirrored back. Yeah. And sometimes that feels artificial in the beginning, and you think, really? Am I just supposed to say what they said? But it feels good mm -hmm. if you're the person listening. Oh, they, they really heard those words. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No interruptions. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. A sincere mm -hmm. listener. Mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. She didn't talk about herself. No yawns. <laughs> no yawns. She had enthusiasm and really acted like she was interested in what I had to say. She, at the end, she wrapped up the conversation of what it said and made um, a summary of what the experience. Very good point. Uh huh. Did I see another hand? What do you do if the other person doesn't really talk? I think as we go through our coaching experience, you're going to see how to draw people out. So that's part of this whole piece that we're talking about. How do you draw out other people? Cheerfulness. Okay. Okay. Who did most of the talking? Obviously me. <laughs> how is this different than a typical conversation? Just focusing on that one person. Being selfless. It is a selfless act, isn't it? Because there's a lot of things I'm sure that could have gone through her mind that she could have gone, oh, yeah. And I felt that way before, too. You know, we, we, we express a feeling and somebody comes back, oh, yeah, I know exactly what you feel. I felt that, too. And, and we really don't know how somebody else felt in that situation. So there was an open-ended question. Well, what was a highlight for you at camp meeting? So what are we going to do with this? They're going to okay. practice. They are, but I think we're going to talk about intentional listening for just a second. So she paid full attention. She wasn't thinking about their next words. She helped the other to feel understood. She helped me to feel understood. She helped the other discern their thoughts and action and helped the other believe. A, a coach helps the other believe. We weren't talking so much about change. We were talking about conversation. But intentional listening, and you saw that modeled. So there are different ways to listen. Yeah, and so we see some, some examples here. This is the, on your handout. Yes, the like atten listening attentively. And so you're, um, you know, you're maybe not repeating back something that they said. When you are repeating back, you're picking out those key thoughts. Not just, you're not just going to repeat back what they said, but the important points, the key thoughts. Or maybe it's just saying, wow, or hmm, or yes, I, yes, I hear what you're saying. Or, or can you tell me more about that? And so these are just simple simple types of questions, um, what do you think of such and such? You know, and so there are questions that, that start out, and we'll be talking more about this, but questions that start out with, the, with how or what, not, you know, they're, they're open-ended type of questions where they can tell you more about it. And, and then mirroring their energy and being engaged with them. Um, and then, you know, like the last one says, do you mean? And so we're not assuming that we know what they mean, but we're asking them, is this what you're saying? This is what I hear you saying. We will be elaborating on this as the week goes by. Silence is also a very effective uh, part of a listening conversation. It affirms that we really want to hear what's going on. And what else is good about silence? Silence gives the person time to think. We are going to, you know, we believe in what we say more than anybody else. What we say in our head, we believe the most. Yes, absolutely. And so if we will give people, um, it feels uncomfortable to be silent. When there's silence in that conversation, we think we want to, you know, it's just we want to fill it in. It feels awkward. But if we just give silence, that's really that other person thinking in their own heads. And, and that's, a, that's a very important key. 
Cool. We'll talk more about silence as well. So what Joanne was doing was reflecting. She was reflecting and keeping the conversation going. It helps the other to see themselves more clearly. And, and I, I said things that surprised me during this because we didn't practice this one. And, and so because she was listening so intently, I kind of blocked you out and I really was just talking about something from my heart. Uh, she was curious. She would paraphrase some of the things that I said, bring out ideas to support change. That, that, that is another part of coaching. And trusting your intuition, your prayerful intuition to help move people forward. So we're going to get, we're going to talk more every day. We're going to talk more about reflections. We have something here. Yes. Reflections are like, um, you know, a simple reflection is just saying, well, what I heard you say is so-and-so. And those are very effective, but they're really just kind of like the tip of the iceberg. And so this overhead is bringing out complex, where we're not just um, kind of saying back what we've heard them say, but we're also looking at their, their body language. We're looking at the expression on their face. We're listening to the tone of voice. We're thinking about what we know about this person. And so we are really, you know, maybe saying back something to them that they didn't actually say but they'll say, yeah. Or maybe they'll say, no, that's not what I was saying. And either way is fine, because then it gets them to clarify all the more what they're thinking about. Very good. So, yes. Then I would have thought it would have been time to say, well, yes, yes, what, what? Yes, that would have been an appropriate response. Yes, that would have been an appropriate response. Well, we weren't really working out a problem. We were just doing a conversation, and that's where we're starting. We're getting to some of the other things later in the week. But today we're learning how to listen and to reflect. And so that's what's coming up next, is that we're going to give you an opportunity to do this. So you're going to get in groups of two or three, and you ask the question, what was a highlight? Do I have that here? Yeah. What is a highlight of camp meeting for you? So let's go back there. So we want you to use these reflections just like you heard, and it's on your handout sheet, but it's actually engaging and paying attention to the other person. And so um, you can have, we're going to have a coach, uh, a learning person, a speaker, and if someone wants to observe, and the observer is there to help each other out if you want to, or just to watch what's going on. But you can restate what the person said, say, tell me more, sounds like, and as, as you heard um, uh, Joanne do, summarize what she had heard. So get into small groups, and we're going to ask what am I doing? What is a highlight of camp meeting for you? Or what have you learned? Uh, what has been a highlight of camp meeting for you? So maybe it's something projecting into the future, or maybe it's something that you have experienced over the weekend. So we're just giving you a few short minutes here to have a conversation. So everybody and find the, yourself a partner. What we'd like to say, too, is that... Um, you're going to, you know, so you'll be asked, what was a highlight of camp meeting for you today? And just take like 30 seconds so that give the person, your, your partner, opportunity to make those reflections, to make those comments. Don't talk for very long, just for like maybe 30 seconds, and then let, give them a chance to re reflect back. And we'll give, you a mess, we'll give you a signal when it's time, when it's almost time for you to stop and to switch partners. Okay, we're going to do a little debrief now. Are you ready? Are you listening? <laughs> I'm interrupting. <laughs> okay, thank you. Thank you, thank you for wrapping up your conversation. Obviously, you're good listeners. You're preaching to the choir here. What was it like to have someone listen to you? It was, it was nice. And nice in what way? You could take your feelings out and somebody actually acts interested. Yeah. Yes. And your story is so awesome and it was so great to share it. And somebody finally 
Really listen. I think that's precious. Precious. Okay. Yes. You're uncomfortable with someone listening? And what do you think causes that uncomfortableness? You feel like it's a judgment thing? I remember from a a coaching class I took is that we don't want to interrogate people. Right. Okay. (laughs) And then the other point that that she brought out that was really good is that in a friendship situation, there is going to be give and take and sharing of stories. So let's remember that this is in the context of a kind of of a coaching situation where you're actually investing in someone. So that they can achieve a specific goal that they have come to you about. So that's the that's the setting. But I think we could all improve our listening skills. Really do you, well. do you? Is it uncomfortable for you to listen to another? No, there, people are asking questions about your life, but you feel comfortable on the other side asking and listening. I see what you're saying. Well, you actually have, that actually sounds like a very good quality that you're very, very interested in the other person. And that is a point that we're trying to make today is to generate that curiosity and interest in the other. So you have that. I think, I, I think yeah, you that really have to watch under your body, body language. language. You know, keep that eye contact. And if you sense... Because people are, I remember many times, now that I'm going to talk about me, but I remember exactly relating to what you're saying, of feeling uncomfortable, feeling, thinking about the time, thinking about, you know, is what I have to say really all that great, you know, not like you, <laughs> you know, but feeling kind of uneasy. And, and so I appreciate what you're saying, and so that's why we really do have to be sensitive to somebody and really try to... You know, if we feel that they're feeling uncomfortable, back then, off. They, yeah, we just back off and mm-hmm. and you know think of something else to say that would make them. Feel we're always ready. doing. We're we're always wanting to go to the positive level of where is it that God is calling us? What is our future? And how can we move forward? That's exactly point. Mm-hmm. Oh, where are you, Ben? What you're doing? Yeah, the. Uh huh. So we don't want the 20 questions as part of coaching. Coaching is not just asking the 20 questions to find out how your friend, you know, what's been going on in the last three months. This and is, they really do feel, people do feel interrogated when you ask too many questions. And so, and so, and what our handouts are going to say, and maybe this one does say it, I can't remember, but anyway, like if you can do at least two reflections every, for every time you ask a question, you know, even just something simple like, oh, wow, or mm-hmm, or tell me more about that. You know, just something, just something. It softens. Simple. Yeah, yeah. So understanding what your own comfort level is, is, a, is an understanding about yourself as well. Giving reflections, did that feel comfortable to give reflections? Maybe it's going to take some practice. Uh, so our time is wrapping up right now. So... Um, Uh, Look at your handout, and your homework is that you are to ask somebody and and just try to use these reflections. And then tomorrow, tell us how it went for you in using these reflections. Uh, Something that I would like to, um, to mention right now is that we have an amazing display in the back. John Rocker has put together an amazing display. Each day is going to be different. He is a nurse, and he does neuroscience, neuro, um, surgery at uh, Borges Hospital, uh, and he's very interested in helping people to stay healthy. So uh, he has done this at the Tabernacle, Battle Creek Tabernacle Church, and there's two ways to do it. One is on a slide projector thing, and it gives the same information as on the billboards. So you can use either method, and this is something you set up in the foyer or somewhere in your church. People read and understand and learn by passing by and picking up the handout. If you want more information, there's a sign-up sheet, and you sign on there and put on what more information you want, whether it's the handouts, whether you want to talk to John, or whether you want to do this in your church, and he's willing to even come to your church, maybe, and uh, help you with setting something up. So every day he's going to be featuring, today is on heart disease. And please uh, note our beautiful display for our hospitality, and we will see you tomorrow morning. And one more thing. Yes. 
He's my brother-in-law. He's your brother-in-law. He's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's close with prayer. Heavenly Father, we are here to learn something that might be a little bit new, and and um, uh, we're learning some new discoveries about ourselves and others. And I pray that you will help us to know how to use this in an effective way to to actually listen and learn and be curious about other people, to draw them to closer to you, to help them to better understand themselves and what you would have them to do in their lives. I pray for each one that's here, each one that's here that's come to this camp meeting to hear your voice, and I pray that we will hear your voice and, and hear the messages that you have for us while we are here. Thank you for this time together. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. This media was brought to you by Audioverse, a website dedicated to spreading God's word through free sermon audio and much more. If you would like to know more about Audioverse, or if you would like to listen to more sermons, please visit www.audioverse.org.